Good morning guys. I believe that we had a great night rest and that um, we are charged for the day. Um, I want to remind us that today is a brand new day. Today is a gift from God and it's an opportunity to correct the wrongs of yesterday and make um, new amends and work on the mistakes of yesterday today. So guys, um, we've been talking about fear and uh, yesterday we talked about the types of fear we talked about the good fear that's the fear that makes you reverence god and makes you um um not walk in the path of the wicked then we also talked about the kind of fear that is normal the kind of emotion that god had put inside of you that is the normal fear is that fear that has um helped you thus far and um, has prevented you from playing with a snake or um, or maybe running or moving or uh, speeding or driving at a neck breaking speed and the third type of fear is the canal and and the worst type of fear the fear that has no base no basis at all it's just it's just fear it's just illusion and so um today i want to talk about the high cost of fear know should i see the opportunity cost of fear now so i'll be talking from like five angles and um, the essence of this is that it you you know what you have lost when you consider what fear has done to your life you know and i i tried to give an example yesterday of how i shied away from activities in my university days simply because i was scared i don't know whether i was smart enough or i believed myself not to be smart enough it was as a result of fear i didn't want to be rejected i didn't want to be laughed at and so um i just shied away from it you know you know and while i was writing my uh, cv afterwards when i was applying for a job i discovered that i had a whole lot of energy in me creativity abilities and i could have done more i could have done more i could have gone for competitions i could have joined and been active in this chamber do this do that and all of those things i discovered that i didn't have too much to write about too much of experiences i didn't have and i was sad and I discovered that fear robbed me a whole lot of things, robbed me of money, robbed me of prominence, robbed me of relationships and a whole lot of things. So fear has a great consequence, has a whole lot of cost. And so today I will be starting with the emotional cost of fear. So every year countless thousands of individuals fall into mental and uh, emotional collapse because of fear. A lot of people fall into depression as a result of fear. People become professional warriors as a result of fear. And uh, fear prompts people to draw into a shell and let life pass them by. And you know, never experiencing the rich things that God has in store for them. And uh, the tragedy of all of this is that most of what we ever fear doesn't even come to pass most times. You know, it's just illusion. Though there's also the part of what you focus on expands. You know, but most of the time, you fear, okay, if you go out today, she will come back alive. You know, and most of the time, you, in fact, it's all the time, you go out, you come back safe and sound. 
so your fear didn't really happen however it had kept you from enjoying your day and so um emotional fear had crippled lots of relationships a a uh, maybe a partner that is insecure as a result of fear begins to be suspicious of uh, of his of her spouse or of his spouse and makes him think oh god even this um current dna saga thing had <laughs> probably robbed a whole lot of people of enjoyment they no longer enjoy their ma- marriage and lots of relationships are on the brink of breaking up as a result of fear you know what if i go and test my children and i discover that i'm not their father you know at least you even first of all test them it's not as if you not even die before you eventually test them you know so and um, lots of people are probably um um been deprived of wonderful relationships or been stripped off of wonderful positions as a result of fear okay what if i can't maintain this position what if i can't do this sometimes some parents will send their children or will probably refuse to send their children out you know and they are always passing a message of fear oh the life and what is dangerous so ah don't do this don't go at this time don't do this don't of course there is a place of caution but then caution shouldn't come as a result of fear or baseless and irrational fear especially during this time of covid now a lot of people have um i would say probably had died as a result of fear of covid and covid itself even before covid happened they've died you know they said that it's coward that die 10 times even before the real day so before the battle comes they are dead and so more millions of people are victims of lesser fears that have a tragic impact on their lives in that they limit their potentials and expression of their creativity many of those people suffer from inadequate education not because they were not intelligent enough but simply because of the fear of the unknown not be- because they just feel that ah, shit, will, I be, will i be able to do well when i when i really step into school do i have the intelligence am i smart enough and all of those things that cripple people seriously fear is an inhibitor and it will keep you pressed down it will keep it will like like an elephant is sitting on your neck i mean how if you are an elephant is sitting on your neck how do you expect to stand but the funny thing is that the elephant is not really it's an illusion that you just believe that it's sitting on your neck and so let's move on then also another very um the opportunity cost of fear is um or let me say that the social cost of fear the social cost of fear is perhaps the easiest to bear however it's still expensive and fear dominated peoples do not enjoy life they do not make for enjoyable company because of their pessimism and critical skeptical point of view you know just sort of repel people away from them i don't know how you like somebody who complains who worries a whole lot who dulls your vibe who dulls your energy people that all they do is just pass negative energy there are people you relate with that after you date with them it's like you need to go to meet a therapist or a counselor to uh, do something because your your mental health is at stake and that is people that are fear dominated you can talk with some people for like five ten minutes and the next thing is that they transfer that fear inside of them and they transfer it to you and fear is really contagious because when you surround yourself with somebody that all he does is talk about fear what if he dies tomorrow what if um this government what if Nera gets to 1000 Nera tomorrow how will i survive how will i do this i know people that are fear dominated make very few friends because people do not feel comfortable around them 
you know somebody who is um, fear dominated also has a terrible relationship with the opposite sex he feels am i handsome enough am i good looking enough am i what if i talk to her and she doesn't answer a guy might be nursing feelings for a lady for 1001 years just to walk up to the lady and tell the lady i like you the worst the lady we do is i'm not doing but then you won't die at least you've tried and you know so that is what fear can do now let me talk about the physical cost or the opportunity cost of fear in terms of your health and the opportunity cost is that is your health is 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 your sound health and you know they say health is wet so fear also like hunger you know releases um a whole lot of or let me say has a bad aftermath afterwards after um, when you when you engage in irrational fear and um most of the time when you go to hospital and you see people are sick if you really dig deep you discover that it's as a result of fear so now let me do a bit of biology and explain some of what happened anytime we um fear happen or fear happens so fear causes a chemical reaction in the body you know, when you see a danger when you see danger for instance you are sleeping 2 a.m in the middle of the night and suddenly you just hear a gunshot immediately as you heard that gunshot the brain releases or sorry yeah the the body releases a chemical um, causes a chemical reaction adrenaline is released to your body your um, the blood start pumping to your heart so that there can every part of your body can get adequate blood your breathing to increase so you can get in enough oxygen to enter to, to circulate around the body and your, your the saliva probably seems to dry up and this type of reaction does not harm it is god's defense system inside our body but it is not supposed to last for too long now probably i should explain it this way for those of us who drive um, the manual car, at least when I started learning how to drive the manual, the Golf, yes, I started with the Golf 3, then I uh, discovered that the first gear, that's the gear one, is used, I call it, personally call it the aggressive gear because that is the gear that you use to climb hills, you use to start the car and you move from point A, you know, as you start the car, you engage the gear in gear one and that's, it, it has a forceful forceful leap leap it's more or less like it's about to leap that's what the gear one is used for but if you use the gear one for too long it's like the engine of the car is strained it's like you you if you if you are a driver yeah you can you can imagine that it's like you are straining the car it's moving at it's not comfortable it's like it's being pressured and if you continue and as i was a learner i i continued doing that for a while and before you know it now i have to use this in our local mechanics balance suddenly i just discovered that the car couldn't move again so starting everything but it couldn't move and i was told that the clutch has burnt now i don't know how that one makes sense sure. but then the clutch has burnt the meaning is that even my gear one is not working my gear two is not working my gear three is not working nothing is working and the way a car is designed is not designed to um, move so it's, it's designed that okay gear, a gear one starts the car then you move to lesser gears and especially gear 5 or gear 4 depends on the calibration of the car then the car is smooth and is moving perfectly it can move faster at gear 1 than it can i mean in at gear 5 then it can move at gear 1 
and so my mechanic told me that oh i need to change the clutch and yes i have to tell you that anytime i'm moving with that clutch with that gear one most of the time it gets to the point that it starts smelling it has an awful smell all around the car inside the car around me so eventually i had to change the whole clutch stuff stomp something before the car could work so what am i trying to say in essence is that that clutch that gear one is like the adrenaline it pumps fuel into the engine of the car and the car is ready to move but then the car is not designed to sustain or to move at that gear one for too long after a while i will change it to lesser gears lesser gears so also is the body the body the adrenaline is released into the body for defensive system to protect us to run to fly to free whatever it is that it will take us to preserve ourselves that is what the adrenaline does at that time but it's not meant to stay too long in our bloodstream in our bloodstream and so um the thing is that so once and the once that event has passed after the emergency is over the adrenaline adrenal glad returns to its normal function and the bloodstream throws off the excessive adrenaline with no ill effect but that is no longer the case when a person sits down on probably watches the news and sees that the rise of coronavirus has spiked and he begins to worry hey she i will not be the next coronavirus victim like this and i think what that does is that you know it comes as a thought you've seen it in your mind you've taken it in from your from seeing it and you've taken it in into yourself and as you've taken it in it begins to magnify in your heart and whatever it is that you focus on expands so it begins to expand and your mind begins to see it as a threat as a danger and immediately releases all the adrenaline and all of those things and so it's like this the the, the adrenaline is released in your body for long it's not, because it's not an emergency, so there's no time that it stops. It just keeps releasing it, releasing it. <laughs> I know. So it's just like the same way I explained earlier that the engine of the car, I mean, the car is straining itself to move at gear one. And the effect is that you become overcome with a non-being fear. And how after hours, as long as that, as you worry and as you think on that thing, the adrenaline adrenal gland pumps adrenaline into the blood system until it overflows the natural flushing system and it creates a physical havoc and that chemical has to go somewhere in some people it throws the stomach acid out of balance and it can cause excessive calcium deposits or sometimes it produces the pain racked bodies of uh, that arthritis people that have arthritis sorry arthritis suffers yes i got it yeah so a whole lot of people are sick as a result of excessive adrenaline that is what worry does for you whenever you worry too much it, it literally affects your head and so that's why the bible says that um, do not worry about your life what will you eat you know he said that how will you how will how has all the worries you've accumulated so far how has it affected you has it added anything to your life so why do you want to worry so um i like to round off with that and let me move on let me touch a bit on the spiritual cost of fear now one thing about the spiritual cost of fear is that it quenches or stifles the holy spirit it's like a when when a fire is burning and you ex, you put fire extinguisher on it it extinguishes it it kills it the holy spirit cannot survive in a place of unbelief of fear and because fear makes you not to see the good side of 
God or it makes you not to see the good side of your life. It makes you to focus on the side that God is working on and or part that seemingly seems not okay. And it makes you no longer appreciative of God. You know, it, it keeps you from being joyful, from being happy, from being radiant, and it makes you thankless. It just makes you bland and makes you it makes you more like the devil, really. That's the fact. And one other thing is that God is hungered by 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 fear. And the opposite of fear is faith. And Bible says that it is impossible to please God without faith. So that means that if you are not having faith, that means that you are constantly making God annoyed and pissed off and he just can't really understand it and that was why when God asked um, Abraham I'm sorry Moses to go to Pharaoh tell Pharaoh that let my people go and after he had showed himself okay this is this uh, in the burning bush I am God I am Yahweh I am that I am and all of those things after God had showed himself Abraham, uh, Moses was still doubting and at the point the Bible said that God wanted to kill Moses he was angry at that rate of i mean at that height of unbelief and because of that he thank god that moses was able to repent and and he pleased god eventually so fear keeps the christian from pleasing god you know it is not possible for you to please god with fear and at the same time too the angels of the lord cannot walk around you when you have fear the angels of the lord respond to faith they see faith in the spirit when they see you when they see faith it's like faith calls them faith attracts them and when they see you with faith like this they, they in fact all of them sh- come around you if just op- if, if the holy spirit can just open our eyes to see how our fear repels divine help i mean you would aid to fear next time you know so that is one of that is some of the opportunity cost of fear so the thing that made people and um so sorry please <laughs> i got i got distracted with my notes here so that is the cost of the spiritual cost of fear. Now let me talk about the purpose cost of fear. Hmm, this is very important because okay, all parts are very important, but then this one too. Just imagine that you are age 75, and the Holy Spirit gives you a flashback into maybe when you're in your 20s, when your 30s, when you had brilliant ideas, when you wanted to conquer the world, you had great imagination. And he start giving you that okay if you had done this you would have been this by now or if the Holy Spirit you know he has a very nice sense of humor he's not going to condemn you but at the same time it's going to make you feel oh God I wish I had done this I wish I had not allowed fear to keep me away from what God has in stock for me now let me use the perfect example of when the children of Israel were to conquer a place and God chose the 12 the best guys let's go and spy on this place and when they got there, they said, oh, guy, when they came back, they were like, to, to give account to the children of Israel, to Moses and the others, they were like, those guys are like, they are giants who look like grasshoppers. And God was so angry with them that he wanted to show them that despite all of what we have seen, you still doubted my power. And said because of them, that God took them along a longer route and they had to spend 40 years as punishment. And he told them that all of those people who doubted him, every one of them, none of them will see that land only except for Caleb and Joshua who had a different spirit within them. And thank God that Caleb and Joshua saw something different. Just imagine the other guys who doubted as they were about to die and they were close to conquering that place and becoming and, and, and getting and getting that Canaan land. 
you know, the regret in their heart that if they had only trusted Yahweh, if they had only trusted God. And so the opportunity cost of fear is your destiny. You can't, you can't, you, it's your destiny, it's your dream. You cannot just imagine somebody like Mark Zuckerberg, let's say in his 20s, God put in his heart an idea that literally revolutionized the world and he didn't do anything about it. And some 10, 15 years after, somebody caught that vision again and started running with it and he didn't allow fear to hold him back. And Mark Zuckerberg is looking at what he could have become. Now, I think the perfect example I can also make use of was um, when I was reading this book. Oh, God, 20 minutes. I've passed this. I've passed my time. I'm so sorry that you have to listen to but then I'm hoping it's blessing you. But now, let me round off with this last experience. I mean, with this last um, um, testimony. It's a negative one, though. When I read the autobiography of Steve Jobs, oh, oh, sorry, the biography of Steve Jobs, um, I discovered that Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and one other guy, run something i can't remember his name because it's not important founded um hapo but along the line the third guy developed cold feet and decided to sell out all he had his stock his shares of hapo and i think he sold it i can't remember how much he sold it for but definitely you know he sold it for a very 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 stupid amount down the line hapo became the most valuable company in the world and apple is the first company to reach the one trillion dollar mark imagine and the guy sold is 10 percent for a very little meager amount of money that is 10 percent was worth a hundred billion dollar around 2010 or 2000 around yeah around that time so just imagine what his children will be telling him that daddy see how stupid you say you allow fear to take the best of you. Look at the opportunity cost. The opportunity cost of his fear was $100 billion. <laughs> Is that not mad? <laughs> so, guys, I'm telling you this because you have to come to that point where you know that fear, the opportunity, opportunity cost of fear is too much for you to bear. In case you don't know what opportunity cost of fear is, is that this is what you forego for this. So if you stick to fear, the opportunity cost, what you forego, or what, let's say, for instance, the wrong guy, the third guy, or the third founder of Apple, he chose fear. The opportunity cost of the fear he chose, or what he forgo or for, I don't know the past tense, but what he forgo was $100 billion. So guys, you don't want to forgo your destiny. You do not want the opportunity cost of your destiny to be your i mean you do not want the opportunity cost of you do not want to lose your destiny as a result of choosing fear so take care guys have a beautiful day i'm so sorry that this might not come so smooth so perfect i just tried as much as possible to talk from my heart to us and so please just manage the 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 perfection is actually is inside the imperfection so take care guys